Welcome to the mini pillage cast episode. Not not the regular episode. This is the episode with me, Josh, and only me by myself. Uh, I'm doing my own little pillage cast episode here. Uh, Gates did one and Phil did one, and so now I'm doing a mini one as a um as a way of fooling you all into thinking that we put a full episode out when we really didn't because nobody had the time to get together this week. Ha ha! You've been tricked. <laughs> That's how it goes. Uh, I have a couple things for you, a couple little stories, a uh, little bit of a mini food gauntlet, and then I will need to answer the questions that were put forth from Gates' episode. So um, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's do a little bit of internet recon here. First up, I, I wanted to tell you guys about uh, Clive Palmer, who is a billionaire and professor. I don't think he's a billionaire from being a professor. That seems crazy. But he is a billionaire and owns a, um, a I think, a cruise line or a ship line called Blue Star. Uh, ha- he has announced that th- the plans and the blueprints and... He's making the Titanic too. I don't. I don't know how to say it anymore. He's making a big boat, and he's going to call it the Titanic too. It's a replica of the ship, uh, and it is. It, this is crazy. It's going to make a trip from Southampton, England, to New York by 2016, carrying 2,600 passengers and about 900 crew members. Uh, but guess what? It will be three inches longer than the original Titanic. So I guess that the three inches is what will save it. I don't know. The uh, It's even crazier because there's going to be 1920s costumes, um, even though the ship sank in like 1912, 13. Like, that doesn't make sense. And... The- they're actually going to institute the class a class system. So first class ha- will have their own dining room and then second and third class like mixed together and the first class passengers will be kept apart. So you get to pay to like be discriminated against uh which is really dumb. But you know what? All of this is aside from the worst part about this whole trip, if you go on this trip, the the worst part of it all is the insufferable amount of Titanic lines that people will be spouting all the time. Like, God forbid you go up to the front of the ship because there will be a line of stupid jackasses standing on the front of it going, I'm the king of the world! Like, just over and over and over again until you are, like, looking at maps to try to find the nearest iceberg because, please, let's sink this whole thing. That That's going to be the worst part of it. Uh, either that or it turns into the Titanic 2 being the biggest poop cruise that ever ran. And that's why it's now known because there was just so much poop. So that's happening. Everybody be excited. Uh, next story that we have here is uh, there's a new a new head of state of Chechnya. Uh, this guy's name is Ramzan Katerov, Uh and he has made a decree. So he's newly kind of uh, appointed, 
And, um, you know, the first time you, you start, you're running a country is basically, I think, like a rebellion that put them in place. And you got to kind of get out with your fist strong early. You know, you got to show the people you mean business. You got to you got to start with the change that you feel is most important. Everybody knows you mean business. Um, and so uh, Katarov has uh, come out and uh, said what he thinks is the most important thing is that Chechnya wants to get make sure that it is anti-wizard. No wizards allowed in the new Chechen government. So, wizards, stay away. Uh, which, so the, the best part of this whole thing, I want to know, I want to be there at the point when this Katarov guy was, like, decided this. Was it, He was just, like, watching Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, and, like, the first time a wizard was on there, he just, watching it, just go, bullshit! No, that's it. I'm out. If I ever run a country, no wizards. This is terrible. I don't know. No wizards. So, uh, you know, I was planning on visiting Chechnya and not anymore. And final story here. Um, I just thought this was an interesting... Uh, I think this is relatable to both Gates and Phil. Um, there are uh, many psychologists have kind of done this as a study and they found that the, um, the best way to get someone to lose interest in their hobby, uh, I guess they were looking at like motivations and reasons why people do things and how can that be affected by different factors. And they found that, that the best way to get somebody to, to lose interest in something they loved doing and I say this because this is where I think Gates needs to pay attention to this because this would be something I think would be in his wheelhouse of how can I get people to stop doing what they love. Pay them to do it. That's right. Pay them money to do the thing they love. And when you stop paying them to do it, they won't want to do it for free anymore. Crazy. It, it's it's kind of insane that they that they kind of found this. They They would do it with... Like mice, they, mice were less interested in running uh, a maze if they were stopped getting, you know, rewards for it. And they would watch people uh, that they would, you know, they would say, hey, is there something you'd do for free? And then they would give them a small monetary compensation for it. And that was enough for people to just be done uh, not wanting to do it anymore. Um so, uh, you know, for, for Gates, I think this is important because I think this is a tool he could use. I think that there is an outlier here, and I think his name is Phil, because Phil, if there's one thing Phil loves, it would, it would be being paid to do it, you know, just about anything. If, he's, if you're giving him money, he's going to be happy, and he's going to do whatever you ask, even if it's something he hates, if the money is good enough. And that's pretty much what this study is showing is that people love to be paid to do things. The problem with, I don't think this would affect Phil because there's only one thing Phil loves more than being paid to do something, and that is getting free things. So if you tell him that he's allowed to do, you know, hey, we've set up you to, you know, build these Legos, um, and, and you would tell a normal person, hey, we're going to pay you to build these Legos. Oh, now we're not paying you. They would probably say, well, now I don't want to do it. Phil, if you're if it's free, his love of getting things for free probably is right at the same weight as getting paid to do something. So 
I think that he's the only person that's immune to this. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Would do you, if you were paid to do the thing you really love, and then suddenly weren't paid to do it anymore? Would you keep doing it? Probably, but science seems to say else, elsewise. Uh, let me give you guys a quick little food gauntlet. Food gauntlet. Um, I'm t- I'm going to tell you guys about some foods, food ideas uh, that flopped miserably, and uh, these are some some recent things, but also some old things. Things like uh, in the 1920s, the Sperry Candy Co. Uh, put out the Chicken Dinner Good Candy Bar. Chicken Dinner Candy Bar. It was actually just peanut butter and chocolate, but they were marketing it as a chicken dinner candy bar because it was right after the Depression, um, uh, or right before the Depression, so that people would be like, oh, I need chicken. Here we go. So that's crazy. Um, uh Kellogg's introduced something. This was like in 1998. Cereal Mates. They were like little um, packages of cereal, like a real small thing of cereal. But then it came with the milk too in a spoon. It was basically like, take this and go. Problem was, is that the milk was designed to not be refrigerated. So when you would get it to where you were going, it was like warm and no one liked it. So Cereal Mates, uh, which, you know, Cereal Mates... Uh, could also just be the group of uh, guys that you hang out with in England that you eat cereal with, but in this case, it's cereal mates. Um, ready bacon, which was like the ready whip people, and they were like, hey, you know what? People love bacon, uh, but you know what sucks? Cooking bacon at all. So in the 1970s, they were like, let's just make bacon you stick in the toaster. Boom. And then it turned out that the the bacon grease would gunk up your toaster and ruin it and then it would also catch on fire and it was it was foil wrapped and uh it was all just a bad bad thing coffee flavored jello that didn't take off anybody that sounds terrible um i think it's funny in the mid 1970s there was a like a um company that was mainly known for like their alcohol um, Hublines, Hublines. I've never heard of that before, but they had something called the Wine and Dine. Uh, is basically an ups, upscale, like easy to make dinner that inc- included a small bottle of vino. Um, everybody kind of thought, "Oh, this is great!" You know, you're you're you cook up this pasta, and then you have the this little bottle of wine that you drink. Um, the vino was meant to be put into the sauce. So they didn't market it great, and people thought so much that it was just a little bit of wine that they ended up, you know, drinking uh, this salted wine that tasted terrible. So that didn't work out. Um, another product was uh, Funky Fries, because, uh, see, the problem was, in 2002, Heinz was like, you know, kids aren't into French fries as much, um, because the Heinz people had never seen a kid or ever been around one. So they were like, we need to sell french fries to kids better because we don't know what kids are at all. Um, so they made like goofy versions of fries. There was blue colored fries because kids like eating weird colored stuff. Cinnamon flavored, chocolate flavored. Uh, and guess what? Didn't take off. Amazingly, I can't, 
I don't I don't know why. Who knows? And finally, um, Gerber, which is known for making, um, you know, baby food in the little, the, you know it when you see it. It's a little baby food canister. And it's just pureed food. It's it's kind of food distilled into its most perfect. As a baby, I hated all of it except for the tapioca pudding. And I would still probably say, hey, you know what? That pudding's pretty good. But all that other stuff, as a, as a baby, I knew, hey, no. This is, you're, you are trying. Don't make airplane noises. I'm not eating peas. This is disgusting. This is bad. You're a bad person, mom, for, for trying to feed me this. Um, in 1974, Gerber, they, I mean, they're very popular. Babies love their product. And they were like, you know what? We need to branch out. And the next group that we should go to, single adults. Why don't we make Gerber singles? They were like adult size versions of the exact <laughs> thing that they made for babies, like the packaging, but it was just bigger. And, um, you know creamed beef blueberry delight uh guess what people didn't want to eat it because people were aren't creepy if you can believe it uh kind of a failure so yeah food gauntlet failed store uh food stories failed food products there you go finally let's uh let me go ahead and answer the questions that were um that were brought on by gates and phil answered them uh the first was if you could change your skin color to a Crayola color, and it can't be like flesh, flesh colored or pink. So I guess you can't get away with it. I think there's a color, there's Crayola color called nude. Um, I honestly did, forgot about this question, so I have no idea what. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, like ghost white. That'd be cool because then, it, like, anytime people would talk about white people, I'd be like, "You ain't white," because I would actually be white. Um, like terrifyingly white, uh, or um, uh, I don't know, blue. How about that? You know, I could go get a job with Blue Man Group. Uh, what letter of the alphabet describes you best? Um, I, I think these are so dumb. Like the what describes you best? How do you describe a person? How how do you distill everything that uh, J for Josh? How about that? And Jawsome. Jawsome. Yeah, I'm Jawsome. Uh, the best Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, Phil mentioned Gran Torino. It's pretty good. It's like, if you're super into folksy racism. Uh, Gates mentioned in the line of fire. Meh. Has to do with politics. You know, everybody might say Dirty Harry. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, but I'm going to say... Eastwood's best movie is Unforgiven uh, because it's the it's like the turning of the the western the thing that that Eastwood made all of his kind of play on you know is well known for those characters and he flipped it on its head and is showing I mean I, the the movie impacted me the most because it was the first time I ever thought about all of the people that action movie stars kill and you know the the whole act of murder what it does to a person. Um, Eastwood's line in it, you take everything that a man is, everything that he was. Uh, I, I, I think that's his best movie. Um, you must choose between a prostate exam or two root canals. I have had several root canals. Uh, they're annoying, but they don't, I don't know, you, you get 
uh, gassed up enough or whatever, and it just takes time. So um, prostate exam is probably good for your health. And honestly, I've never had one, but come on. He sticks his fingers around there, roots around for a second. Yep, things are cool. It's over in no time. So I don't think that's that bad. But I'll tell you what, if you're gonna if you're gonna ask me and I get to set the terms, you either have to have a prostate exam that takes, you know, five minutes or two root canals, one after another, but I get to be gassed and I'm totally out when it happens, I'll take the two root canals any time of day because I get to get gassed. I don't. I get to sleep through it all, and then you get all that sweet time afterwards, where you just feel like everything is incredible. And then uh, the final question was this ridiculous setup of Bond villain that has captured you, and he leaves, and he's going to leave you to die, and you have your blindfold on, and you are able to wiggle out, and you notice that he's he's holding you over a vat of something, and you're going to fall into it, but because you can peek out from your blindfold a little bit. You see that it is filled with a delicious food of my choice, and what is the food that I would want to, you know, eat my way out of? Uh, this is like crazy easy. Big size jumbo size marshmallows, not because I want to eat any of them, but because I wouldn't sink into it, uh, and uh, I would just take a nap. <laughs> I would just go to sleep. Why not? I don't need to, there's no struggling. I actually just stand on it and climb my way out or roll off the top of it. Um, not that bad. Not that bad of a deal. It's not hot. It's not, you know, they're not going to be sticky as long as I'm not wet. And if I'm wet, not a big deal. And if I want to pop a few for fun, there you go. Uh, I think this is a better question is um, the, not not just the food and we'll answer this on the next episode when we're all together. But what food would you uh, not want to fall in? What would be the worst food to fall in? The absolute worst. And in fact, what do you think would be the most, like the most dangerous, the most effective killing food for you? That your mortal enemy wants to get rid of you, humiliate you, make cause you the most pain. What does he drop you into? Um, and I will answer that with the other guys on the next episode, which will be coming out uh, next week sometime. So this has been your mini episode. Thanks for joining me on this little uh, extravaganza that we went on, uh, this journey, this Titanic 2 voyage, if you if you will. Uh, be sure to check out all the stuff we got going on. You can catch us podcast at... Um, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, um, you can find us on the web, hit us up on Twitter at PillageCast, we're on Facebook for PillageCast, and we have an email address, you can send us questions and comments to ask at PillageCast.com. If you guys want to answer these questions, we'll read them off. It's not just asked to us, so um, thank you guys for listening, and be sure to check us out next time on the PillageCast.